going on, everyone? Episode 78 of Viper Locker Talk Live. I'm your host, Wack. Join alongside Jackson and Shayna today. Man, almost that time. District is starting for basically everyone now. A lot of a lot of bye weeks because you have those you know small four or five team districts. Um, you know, um, so a lot of those teams had their bye weeks uh, this past weekend. But here we are. I'm basically halfway through the season now. I think exactly halfway through the season. So let's check in on our on our, on our uh, co-hosts here in Jackson. I see the office. Uh, your office uh, mates are not being too kind to you right now with that sign behind you. Because I know you didn't hang that up. How, how you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, obviously a rough weekend. As you can see, Shane, our CEO, really wanted to uh, – to make that apparent here but uh overall great week of high school football excited for another one this week yeah that that's what that's what we in the the longhorn nation call like kind of that perfect weekend right i mean you had you had uh oklahoma lose you had tech lose you had a&m lose (laughs) so that's kind of like the 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 trifecta of, of happiness for for a texas college football fan Shana, how are you doing? I think uh, didn't the Chargers win yesterday, so, you know, pretty good there, huh? They did win. They won. I smoked salmon, and, you know, my, my weekend was great. My team's won. Um, my fantasy team's not so much, but, you know, at, at some point you just got to start aiming for last place and take and take that. Um, Jackson, I was going to ask if you lost a bet or something, because why haven't you ripped that down? I'm surprised. He well, did, he's down now. Can, yeah, he had to give it a few minutes, of, of course, you know, just to uh, just to be good sports. It's a good sportsmanship there by Jackson. Uh, and then, of course, hey, the Cowboys won as well. I didn't watch that game until like 8.30 last night. We had to work yesterday for uh, doing a photo shoot with Antonian girls basketball. So, you know, that happened right at noon when the game was starting. So just basically had to stay off social media all day until I finally got home. But hey, got the I watched the game in about an hour, which was nice, right? You didn't have to you didn't have to sit through all the commercials and all the the downtime. So uh, great t- uh, win! Although, can we stop this uh, Cooper Rush QB one nonsense? Like uh, when Dak comes back, he's starting. Let's let's be real here. But we're not here to talk NFL. We're here to talk some Texas high school football. So let's get down to it. Let's start with kind of the question I always ask on a Monday, which is. What were some of the biggest surprises that you you saw this past week? What were the games that stood out to you? Um, let's go. Let's go, Shayna first. What were some of those games that really stood out to you this week? You know, the biggest one that really stood out to me was Fort Worth Christian beating Dallas Christian. Um, big big win for them. Luke Anderson ran for two hundred and forty forty one or forty yards. Uh, he scored three touchdowns. Before this, Dallas Christian was 5-0, and returning state champions, um, looking to go 6-0 and before district play. So this for Fort Worth Christian was huge. It's going to give them a lot of momentum headed into this week, headed into district play for, for taps. Um, it, it, it Absolutely insane. Because you're talking about a Dallas Christian team who, until this point, have outscored their opponents by a, a – by a combined 100 points. I think it's something like 186 to 87. Um, so huge, huge loss for Dallas Christian. 
Um, that, but talking to Coach Wheeler, they are doing, you know, what every, every good team does. They focus week by week just to get back to the playoffs. And then from there, another week by week. That, to me, was the biggest thing. Um, a lot of big-time teams, you know, they were out uh, on a bye week this week. So I was really focused in on that Fort Worth Christian, Dallas Christian game and the, the huge upset in the Dallas area. Jackson, let's turn it over to you now. Same question for you. What are those games that really stood out to you this week? Well, I'm going to first start with uh, North Shore versus C.E. King. Yes, North Shore did uh, beat up on C.E. King. C.E. King did have a 3 nothing lead after the first quarter, but uh, star quarterback for North Shore, uh, Caleb Bailey, went down with a – it looked like a knee injury. There were rumors going around that he might be out for the season. So uh, they went to their backup quarterback, which is a three-star wide receiver, David Amador, who's committed to UTSA, who put on a show at quarterback, had two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, really showed that whoever's back there for North Shore is always going to make plays, and uh, they're still a dominant team. So that was kind of – that was really impressive to me. After seeing that Caleb Bailey went down, I was expecting maybe a little bit of a turn down on the offense, but they just kept going, and that defense – Defense really held C.E. King uh, the rest of the game. So that was very impressive to me. Also, that matchup between uh, Dallas Jesuit and Highland Park, only a touchdown uh, win for Highland Park. That was a big game. Uh, we talked about it last week as a rivalry game that they haven't played since the 1950s. They've only played five times since the 1950s. So uh, that, that was another interesting score that I saw that uh, that was another tight game uh, in the Dallas area. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that game is an indicator that, you know, Highland Park, they've come to play in 6A, so, you know, don't sleep on them just because they're finally, quote-unquote, finally in the 6A ranks. Um, you know, I think I think one of the games that stood out to me the most for for kind of our area, my area, which is the Austin-San Antonio area, I think it has to be Davenport um, um, not only being divine, but, you know, that that was a 15-point a victory, 63-48. to 48. Davenport is putting on the points um you know just in general i mean i think they're probably averaging over 50 points a game uh, you know i haven't looked at it but i mean just from from what i've seen them do this season shaston golden might might be one of the best players in the state of texas at, at running back as, as a senior uh and man at 4a you gotta you know you have you have bernie there um i don't know if they're both uh division one or division two but you have Bernie and you have Davenport. They're going to be making some serious noise in 4A competition. Um, and so watch out for Davenport. If you can't stop Shaston Golden, it's going to be a long night for you if you have to play Davenport. Only their first year of UIL football. Can they make it to state kind of like Shadow Creek did a few years ago? Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, let's turn the attention to some other games. What other games in your area stood out to you? Were there any scores that you know, stood out as far as final scores, um, uh, Jackson. Yeah, I'm going to go 5A, uh, our number one team, and then was number two, but took a loss to Manville. It was Foster versus Mag West. A really tight, low-scoring game. Magnolia West ended up winning 12-7, to I believe. Uh, it, was a, it was a great game. I believe it was our KPRC game. So it was an awesome game to kind of, as I'm at another game, covering the game. Uh, getting to see the score updates there. Very tight game. Very interesting game there. Also, another game uh, was Lake Creek versus Montgomery. That's a, ooh, that's a big rivalry game. Uh, and Lake Creek put up 80 points in that rivalry game. They were down like 34 to 29 at half. 
then they come back and they score 80 points to win the game. I believe the final score was 80 to 59. So that's a very high scoring football game in high school, especially. Uh, Cade Tessier really put on a show for Lake Creek. So those are some other scores that uh, I was keeping uh, keeping watch of uh, as the night went on. Shannon, how about you? What other games uh, in your area um, were you, you know really stood out to you? Um, what stood out the most to me was less about the scores and more about the teams that are doing exceptionally well this year. Um, I'm going to start with the Richardson Pierce defeat over Irving MacArthur. Um, they won in overtime on a 14-yard run by Ryan Williams. That was a really great game. Uh, just seeing highlights from it and seeing how, you know, Richardson Pierce is there – they haven't really been where they once were and to see them build up over last year. And now this season, I think they're going to be a fun team to continue to watch into district. Um, then I was very surprised to see like Dallas taking on Frisco Memorial and, you know, like Dallas is starting six and zero this season after that victory. That's a big time thing for like Dallas when they're surrounded by the Denton high schools or Capel and all the flower mound, Irving Louisville ISD schools and, to see Lake Dallas go up against some of these bigger teams and from Frisco and they've started six and oh, that's amazing. The other thing that I wanted to point out though, is Wiley East. They're kind of flying under the radar and um, they beat Garland, which wasn't really a surprise win, but they've remained undefeated this year after winning two or three games last season. Um, they're five and oh, three and oh in district. I think they're going to be a fun team to continue watching. And other than that, the big thing that I think is also under the radar as far as like what happened last week is you have a McKinney High athlete. He's a junior. He didn't really do much as a freshman. Last year, he kind of started doing more, started getting some college offers. But this last Friday, he scored four touchdowns for McKinney um, in a, I think it was 60 to 51 victory over Denton Braswell. Um, and this year, so far, he's totaled over 1,000 yards uh scored 15 touchdowns he is just reeling in the offers he's the leading rusher in 6a for the dallas area and you know up until this season really he's just been under the radar not doing anything and because again you get the denton schools you get the you not so much the namesake high school like mckinney but you get the mckinney boyd athletes who get the limelight and um brian jackson has really put put the pedal down uh, for McKinney this season. And he's going to be fun to watch. Like Dallas is going to be fun to watch. And Wiley East is going to be really, really fun to watch as we continue into district play. Let's talk about, you know, Austin San Antonio again. And I'm going to just go, go over because these were my five games to watch. So let's talk about them. Uh, and the, probably the biggest game I felt like this past, uh, you know, this past weekend, it had to be Maynard taking on Vandergrift. And Vandergrift absolutely dominated Maynard. I mean, Quentin Joyner still got his yards, but, you know, 150 yards on the ground. He had somewhere around that. That, um, but even then, uh, you know, Vandergrift was able to hold Maynard in check. Um, and now, you know, after that week one loss to Dripping Springs, Vandergrift has kind of come out and said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you know that that week one was was I don't want to say a fluke, but hey, it's like don't count us out." So. Uh, they're going to be a team to watch because I think they're going to end up going D two, I believe, and that's going to be. I want to talk about uh, Division one, Division two, and six A here in a minute because I think things are getting a little interesting um, as far as who might go D one, who might go D two. Um, 
and then uh, some other games uh, in a 4A versus 2 uh, 2A matchup. Pierce on the 4A school loses to Stockdale in kind of a game that, you know, kind of that down there in the, in, the, in the country, if you will. A little bit of a surprise there. Uh, Round Rock beats Stony Point to remain unbeaten, and I think it's going to come down to Round Rock versus Vandergrift in that district. Uh, I do know Stony Point was had their second-string quarterback in that game, and he went down, so they were down to a third-string quarterback. Uh, and so Round Rock they will take care of business and some private school uh, you know, matchups. Central Catholic took care of Geneva. It was a very close game. The only thing was twenty to six or twenty-one to six was the final score. So, um, you know, a very kind of um, defensive kind of minded game right there. And then Brandeis takes care of S. A. Johnson, and that and that district's looking pretty interesting right now. You have Clark there as well. Um, that game's that that game was big time for Brandeis to get a a, a good district win over a quality district opponent. And so let's talk about it. Let's talk about six A D one because it's looking like. Katie might be able to go, might be going D1 depending on how things shake out. And South Lake Carroll could end up going D1 as well. I mean, is, and I think I, I might have texted you that, Shana, uh, this weekend because I think I, I think I did text you that. It's like, uh, so let's kind of bring up this question right now, guys. Is D2, you know, it, let's say, let's say all things considered, uh, let's say Katie ends up going D1 uh, as well as Westlake, which everyone thinks, you know, outside of some miracle, they will. And then let's say South Lake Carroll goes D1. This is all hypothetical, mind you. Some things still have to play out over these last few weeks. But if that were to happen and South Lake Carroll is not D2, Katie's not D2, I mean, is D2 wide open? I mean, didn't Goddard probably goes D2? So you think it may be them. What happens in this hypo- hypothetical situation if, uh, if South Lake Carroll and Katie go D1? Let's go Jackson. Yeah, I think if they both go D1 and Westlake goes D1, I think Dent Geyer's going to have a really good shot of uh, making it back to that state game, but this time hoisting up that trophy. Uh, they've kind of met their match in Westlake the past two uh, the past two years uh, that they've been to state. So it, it's kind of going to be an interesting uh, down the line, but I think that also makes D1 just look absolutely insane i feel like you're gonna have crazy games going on of all these uh d1 powerhouses that you could say of texas high school football playing each other so it's definitely going to make things really interesting i think that if those three teams do go d1 that it's going to leave d2 wide open i think denton guyer is definitely going to be that team that kind of takes that spot and hoists the trophy at the end of the year shana how about you what is your take on this hypothetical situation you know, same thing. Uh, I saw that and I thought this, if this happens, Denton Geyer has the title. Uh, no questions. Um, now, I, I don't want to be jinxing them. I know that that is a very bold statement. But same thing. I Denton Geyer has it. Um, I do think that we're going to see a lot of really tough games, D1. Um, and it's, it's going to be kind of just like how we're so used to seeing like Duncanville North Shore. Um, and they're both really good teams. So we're going to see that all of playoffs in D1. And it's going to be, you know, a mini heart attack week by week for everybody that is a fan of these teams. But D2, blown open. It, it's going to be it, – it's going to be Denton Geyers to lose. It really seems like, what, week week uh, probably three and four, starting around those, you're really going to see some quality matchups for teams that you might normally see. Uh, I know Jackson, I, had, I do have a follow-up question, but Jackson, you seem to look like you had something to say. What you got? Well, I did forget that now Highland Park 
uh, is in 6A. So I, I don't know uh, ex the exact stats there, but would Highland Park go D2? I don't know the top of my head, but I figure if they're just moving up into, into 6A, you would figure that they would probably be a D2 school, but I don't have the, the enrollment numbers with me, so that would be interesting. But that would be a team didn't got. I would have to face at a certain point, most likely. I think the the, the, the an interesting question to pose here is because I mean we all kind of assumed didn't got would be the early favorite in this hypothetical situation. Is what would what would division <laughs> division three and uh, and division four look like? Or not division three? Uh, uh, what would uh, <laughs> what would region three and region four look like uh, in, in this situation? Because as we know, uh, you know. With Katie not in this hypothetical situation, of course, uh, you know Katie wouldn't be there. Westlake wouldn't be there. Would would a team like Vandergrift be favored, or, or would a team out of Houston? What what, what would we looking like on a team of Houston? I mean, there's really I can't really think of a team off my head in D two in the Houston area because I mean you had what, uh, you know you Tomball you know had that magical run last year, but they'd probably be Region two. So Jackson, what do you got? I I think the school that could really make a really good run in D2 this year from the Houston area is Klein Collins. They're off to a really hot start. Uh, they've seen success in the past. They made it to the state semis uh, in 2016-2017 season. Uh, so, and they're right now they're undefeated and they look unstoppable. They've got uh, a little bit ways to go in district. They've got to play a tough Klein Kane team, but that team will be going D1 for the playoffs. And as long as Collins makes the playoffs, they will be going D2. So that is that would be one team in the Houston area to really look out for. Uh, they've got a great offense. Defense is playing lights out right now. And uh, I, if I had to give one Houston team a shot in D2, I would think Klein Collins is definitely going to make a nice little run here. Also would be interested to see who comes out of that KDISD district, that D2, uh, whether it be Cinco or one of these other schools, seeing them go D, uh, D2. Uh, I, I think that would be an interesting matchup too, as those KD schools have just been beating each other up the past couple of weeks in district. Yeah, there's going to be some interesting games to keep an eye on these last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, when, when you think of Katie, whether they're going D1 or D2, Shayna, any final thoughts on what, re, you know, what region three and four might look like and who might come out of there? No, I just, I, I hyper-focus on that D2 situation because I'm like, wow, Denton Dyers, <laughs> you know, if that happens, I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out for sure. Well, I for one hope it plays out that way because I would love the chaos that would ensue just from, you know, a standpoint of, of, of hey, D1 is going to be stacked. D2 is pretty wide open for the most part. Um, so, hey, with that being said, well, one, other, one other game to mention, um, Wichita uh, Falls, uh, was it Hershey, uh, ended up losing this week to, uh, was it Decatur, if I'm, if I'm correct, which was a, a little bit of an upset uh, by, by, I guess, most projections. So, and I know... Um, you know, they were a team um, in in Hershey that, um, you know, was figured to uh, make a little bit of a run this year. I'm looking at my, my, my schedule here. Yeah, so Hershey lost 35-19 to Decatur. So um, that, that was an interesting uh, score uh, right there in, uh, in their last non-district game. So just another, another one to throw out there as, as we get ready to get out of here. Uh, but before we get out of here, of course, um, I'd like to give my – my peeps. Well, first off, before before we do the shout outs, any other uh, news uh, yeah, I want to you know throw out there? Um, if I see someone raising their hand, 
I'll switch to you. If not, let's get to some shout outs. Not seeing any hand raises. So let's get to some shout outs then. Uh, Jackson, who are you shouting out today? Yeah, I'm going to shout out my uh, little brother came home this weekend from college. I uh, got to see him, got to visit with him and hang out. Uh, it was really fun uh, just spending some time with him and uh, talking about how college life is going as I graduated about two years ago now. And so uh, it was just exciting to talk with him and see him. So shout out Harry for coming home this weekend. And Shana, who are you shouting out today? You know, I do this a couple times uh, every other week or so, but my videographers here in Dallas are amazing, and they are just putting in the work, getting things done, uh, and doing quality, quality videos. Um, Ibi is amazing, as you guys have all seen his work, um, and I don't think he really gets the the kind of praise that he deserves a lot of times from, from schools, so I'm just going to give him, you know, the biggest shout out because he he does quality work. I've been very impressed. He will pick up a game last minute. I, I texted him today and was like, hey, I just realized this game is coming up. We don't have it filled. Can you do it? And he's like, yes, absolutely. So big shout out to him for always, you know, coming through for us. And I'm going to shout out. I kind of mentioned this, uh, you know, to start the, the broadcast. I'm going to go ahead and shout out, uh, you, you know, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, you know, for just really making my weekend a, a, a happier time. Of course, you, got, you know, Texas and, and Cowboys winning, you know, puts that cherry on top. But, you know, it's always good when uh, when, when the the teams, those teams lose and your teams win. That's a great weekend. So shout out, shout out to that for, for making me have a great weekend, even though I had to work all day Sunday. So that definitely helps out. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, the um, St. Pius uh, show with Coach Craig Cranfield. I think Matt is, is going to be doing that now that Josh is, is leaving. Uh, Wednesday, of course, we'll have our coaches' corner. And then on Thursday, we'll be back in with another edition of Locker Talk Live. Where we'll talk about the games happening this week. We'll have some good ones to talk about, of course. So until then, I'm Wack. That's Jackson and Shayna, and we'll see you at the games. <laughs>